Hello, good morning. This is Rick Pina, and I'm bringing you today's word for October 4th, 2023. I'm teaching a series on the parables of Jesus. Right now, I'm teaching about the parable of the barren fig tree. We've already learned a lot about this fig tree and about our own lives as a result of it, because the word of God has levels and levels and layers of revelation. As we go back to the parable again this morning, the, the, the message comes in the form of a question. The question is, can God trust you? I know that people are always looking to trust God. The question is, can God trust you? God is looking. God is always looking. He's looking in on your life. And when he looks in on you, will he like what he sees? I know that you want to trust God, but my question is, can God trust you? We're going to deal with that this morning. Open up your heart to receive. All right, so let's get into the word for this morning. Can God trust you? Before we get into the message, Psalms 126 and verse four is a scripture we've been looking at all year. The Bible says, now, Lord, do it again. Restore us to the former glory. May streams of your refreshing flow over us until dry hearts are drenched again. Let me say something. I don't normally mention this, but I feel led to mention it right now. So at the beginning of 2023, we're already in October. So some people are already focused on 2024, but going into 2023, you know, normally I seek God concerning a, a theme or a vision or something. What does God want to talk about in this particular season? My pastors normally say, hey, this is what the Lord is saying to us. And then for Rick and Isabella Pena Ministries, I seek the Lord. And in most cases, it just aligns with what, you know, they said, you know, whatever the God says to me, like, you're going to focus on this this year. But in this particular case, going into 2023, the Lord was like, no, just just deal with that. I like that. Just use that. So for Rick and Isabella Pena Ministries, I've been teaching that this is a season of refreshing and restoring for us. This was going into 2023. Now, here's the problem is, in on December 31st, January 1st, maybe the first few days of January, everybody's super excited about this is what I'm going to be focused on this year. But most people in October, matter of fact, most people by March don't even like remember what the what the focus of the year is because they don't keep it before their eyes. And so if you want to really be consistent with something, and I'm teaching on consistency today, if you want to focus on something and you want to say, this is what I'm going to work on this year, and I'm going to be focused on it this year, then you need to be consistent and keeping that thing before your eye gate, your ear gate, because if not, you're going to forget about it. And so the reason why we look at Psalms 126 and verse four every day is because I want to keep this before your eyes. That's how you live consistently. And I'm actually talking about consistency today. So for this to be a year of refreshing and restoring for us, we need to remember every day that if there's an area of our lives that's drying up, this is a season where the Lord will drench us again. You got it? Say, Lord, do it again. All right. So Luke chapter 13, verses six through nine. This is the parable that we've been studying. We're going back to it again today. Jesus said, a certain man had a fig tree planted in his vineyard, a fig tree that normally grows in an orchard, moved it. Let me put it over here in a vineyard where trees, where grapes grow. And he came seeking fruit on it and didn't find any. 
And then he said to the keeper of the, of the vineyard, hey, guess what? I've been coming and I've been looking. I've been paying attention. Say, God is looking. Put in the chat, God is looking. I've been coming. I've been looking. I've been paying attention to this tree. Year one, I came. It didn't produce anything. I didn't say anything. Year two, I came. It didn't produce anything. I didn't say anything. Year three, I told you yesterday, do not mistake God's silence for his approval. Just because God is not saying anything doesn't mean that he approves of, of whatever you're doing. And so then year three, he says, forget it. Look, now it's been three years. My patience has a limit. Uh, cut it down. And the keeper of the tree uh, of the vineyard said, whoa, 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 wait, slow your roll. Let me work on it. Let me dig around it. Let me fertilize it. Let me see that if then it produces fruit, great. And if not, after that, fine, go ahead and cut it down. So undoubtedly our journey as believers, we gather together as believers and, you know, we're always praying for one another. We're coming to church and people come to church Sunday after Sunday, Wednesday night. Oh, I need a word. Oh, glory to God. I need a word. People come to today's word in the morning and they're like, I need a word from God. People are always looking for something from God, right? I mean, they're looking to God. They want God's peace, his power, his protection, his wisdom, his might, his favor, all of that. People are looking to God on a daily basis. People want to know, can I trust God? I'm teaching. I've taught countless messages on how to build up your faith and your trust in God. Say, I trust God, right? Trust him in all your ways. All of this stuff, I got it. It's us looking to God. God, I need you. I need you. I need you to be my Jehovah Jireh, right? The Lord, my provider. I need you to be my Jehovah Rapha, the Lord, my healer. I need you to be, right? All of these things, people are looking to God, asking for God. God, I need it. My name is Jimmy. Give me, give me, give me. I need you to do this. I need you to do that. I'm looking to God. Stop for a minute today. I want to remind you that while you're doing all of that, God is looking to you. And God wants to know, can I trust you? I know you, you're trying to build up your trust towards me, but as God, I want to know, can I trust you? Can I trust you to be the man or the woman that I destined for you to be? I'm looking at your life. I know you keep looking up, but I want you to know that periodically I look down and I'm checking in on you and I'm checking in on your life and I want to see progress and I want to see advancement and I want to see authenticity and I want to see who it is that I called you to be. So say this, put this in the chat. God is looking in on me and God wants to know, can he trust me? So what does this mean for you Today, I have three things to share with you in this morning. I told you I wrote out four and I was like, oh, this is too much. So some of it I'm going to deal with tomorrow. But for, for today, I have three things. As I get into these three things, I want you to open up your heart to receive. You ready? Number one, God is looking for authenticity. When God looks in on you, he's looking for authenticity. I'm going to share with you a passage. I taught a, a whole series on this passage from 2 Peter chapter 1. But let me read this to you, and I'm going to share a few things about it. Uh, so Simon Peter, the Bible says this, 2 Peter chapter 1, beginning at verse 1 to verse 4. Simon Peter, he says, a servant and an apostle of Jesus Christ. He says, my name is Simon. Who I am is a servant. My title is is an apostle. Let me just say this. Your title is not who you are, right? Don't get caught up in titles. So he says, no, my name, like I can't stand, side note, side note, side note. I can't stand when somebody says, my name is pastor such and such, 
Oh, my name is General such and such. Oh, my name is Sergeant such and such. No, that's not your name. Don't confuse your title with your name. <laughs> Give me your name. My name is Rick. I'm good with Rick. I may wear a lot of hats. I may have a lot of titles, but my title is not my name. I know who I am. And I'm a servant of the Lord Jesus Christ. Simon Peter says, hey, I'm Simon Peter. Let's be clear. That's my name. I'm a servant. I'm an apostle of Jesus Christ. Now I'm writing to them, believers, who have obtained like precious faith. Ooh, I love that right there. With us through the righteousness of God and our Savior, our Lord. Grace and peace be multiplied unto you through the knowledge of God and Jesus, our Lord, according as his divine power has already given us. Put in the chat, say it's already done. God has already given us all things that pertain unto life all things that pertain unto godliness through the knowledge of him that called us to glory and virtue, whereby there are given unto us great exceeding, uh, exceedingly great and precious promises that by these promises, we might be partakers of God's divine nature, having escaped the corruption that is in this world through lust. So let me share just a few things. I taught a whole series on that but a few things for you this morning about being your authentic self. Being born again and discovering your purpose are not the same thing. When you're born again, that just means you're not going to hell. Discovering your purpose means I know who I am. Those are not the same thing. So once you're born again, I told you before many times that once you're born again, you were born ignorant of God's plans for your life. And once you're born, God made plans for you from the foundations of the world. You just didn't know what they were. So once you're born again, God begins through the Holy Spirit to reveal to you what was prepared for you, but concealed from you. And then at that point, you have to die to self in order to accept God's plan so that you could be the man or the woman that God called you to be. So when you discover Jesus, you actually position yourself to, you're, you're in a position to discover yourself. You don't even know who you are until you discover Jesus. And once you discover Jesus, you can then in turn discover yourself. So now you're born again. You haven't done anything of significance yet. You're born again. Now you can start to walk as the man or the woman that God called you to be. Whenever you find somebody that does know who they are, like I know who I am. I know what I'm called to do, right? So if you find somebody who knows who they are, if you find somebody who knows what they're called to do, if you find somebody who has embraced the grace of God to be the man or the woman that God destined to be, you will discover that these are people who are at peace with themselves. These are people that are comfortable in their own skin. These are people that are not trying to compete with anybody. These are people that are not judging themselves by the performance of others. <laughs> like, you know, somebody else does something, man, and maybe it far exceeds where I'm at. I could be like, man, I celebrate you, you being great or even further than I am in, one, in some area of my life. Maybe you're already way further in that area of my life where I, than I am, but you, your success doesn't demean me in any way. I, I'm so comfortable being me that I can celebrate you. I can build you up without tearing myself down. I'm cool with that. Like I know that, that there's a bunch of facets to me. There's a bunch of aspects and facets to you. And so in this one area, maybe you've already, you're more advanced than I am. Great. Maybe you're in an area that I will never be, right? Because I'm not called to do that. Great. I should be able to celebrate you without tearing myself down. Why? Because I know who I am. I am my authentic self. I'm not moved by the success of others or the failures of others. I'm not moved. I'm not judging myself by the performance of others. I'm not moved by the opinions of others. I'm only moved by God's opinion of me. Put in the chat, say, my opinion of me is based on God's opinion of me, right? And so, so I know who I am. And when you know who you are, 
you can be your authentic self. And I already told you that the anointing only flows through the authentic. So all the owner of the tree wanted from the fig tree was for it to produce figs. That's it. All the owner wanted was, hey, this is a fig tree. <laughs> and I put it in fertile ground and there's sunlight and there's water. Come on, man. Uh, the, the soil, the, I, I've given you the conditions. You may not like the conditions. You may not like to because you're a fig tree to be planted in a vineyard. But come on, you have everything you need to be successful. And so don't allow, you you just got to be your authentic self. The owner of the tree, all it wanted was figs. It came in checking year after year. And all it wanted from the fig tree was for it to produce figs. When God looks at you, all he's looking for from you is for you to be you. That's it. He's not looking for anything else, but for you to be you. In the Garden of Eden, God would check in on Adam from time to time. And prior to the fall, God loved what he saw. Adam was walking in power and 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 purpose, and he he had a, a parameters. I mean, like all of this, it was amazing. God, you know, he he was matter of fact, the Bible says in the last verse of Genesis chapter two, the man and his wife, they were naked and they were not even ashamed. They were clothed with the glory of God. They didn't even it didn't even register to them that they were that they were naked physically. And then when he ate of the fruit, the eyes of both of them were open and they realized that they were naked and he sewed fig leaves together and he tried to cover himself up. So when, when God would look down and saw that Adam was clothed with the glory, God was like, yes, he's being his authentic self. When God looked down and saw Adam clothed with fig leaves, God said, Adam, where are you? It wasn't like God was saying, I don't know where you are. Come on, dude, really? I mean, it wasn't like God is saying, well, let me look, what GPS location are you? Come on, now, God already knew where he was. No, what he was saying is, what happened? Like, like what I'm seeing now is not what I saw in eternity. When God looks at you, he's looking for what he planned from the foundations of the world. The owner came looking for figs because it's a fig tree. When God looks to you, he just wants you to be you. When God is looking in on you, all he wants from you is authenticity. All he wants from you is to be who it is that he called you to be. And when you are not your authentic self, oh my God, there are some consequences, right? So Adam and Eve, when he ate and disobeyed, guess what? They lost the Holy Ghost. The Holy Spirit was removed. Guess what? They got kicked kicked out of the garden. There were consequences to not being their authentic self. In the parable of the fig tree, the owner said, cut it down. Listen, God is looking for you to be your authentic self. And if you refuse to be authentic, there may be consequences and you may not like them. So put in the chat, I will be my authentic self. God is just looking for you to be you. Just be you. Don't try to be anybody else. You can't be anybody else. God is just looking for you to be you. Say amen to that. Number two, God is looking for production. Say production. Not only does God want me to be authentic, God wants me to be productive, right? So activity does not equal productivity. Being busy doesn't mean that I'm being productive. No, God is not looking for me to be busy. God is looking for me to be productive. When I taught on uh, in the parable of the talents, when I taught on God being a God of increase and advancement, this is what I said. Let me give you a little bit of that, and then I'm going to tie it to this parable. The steward who was called wicked and lazy did not lose the money. He maintained it, but he didn't advance it. And God is a God of increase and advancement. He was called wicked. He was called lazy because he didn't move the ball forward. God is looking for you to push things forward. God is looking for you to advance. In the parable of the talents, 
God calls increase faithfulness. That's what he said. He equated, hey, you guys move the ball forward. You guys increase. You were faithful. And so God is looking for us to be faithful. God is looking for us to be productive. God is looking for us to expand. God gives us whatever he gives us oversight of, and he wants us to increase it, advance it, accelerate it, use it for his glory. Why? So that the kingdom of God can advance on this planet. It's not about us and selfish gain. It's about the kingdom of God. It's about God's kingdom plans and purposes. Once you are born again, I told you that you have an instinct for increase. Put in the chat, say, I have an instinct for increase. You are wired once you're born again. You are wired to take whatever God gives you and move it forward. You are wired to want to go higher. You are wired. Now, I've learned how to be content, but my contentment doesn't mean that I'm going to be stagnant. So you can, you can be content and still be moving forward. God wants you to be content, but God also wants you to not be stagnant. God wants you to always be looking forward and not backward. With God is forward, ever backward, never the best is yet to come. The reason why the owner of the fig tree was upset with the fig tree was because it was not producing figs. That's it. The fig tree, despite the appearance, and I dealt with the whole appearance thing already in this series, it was strong. It was tall. It was leafy. All of that external appearance, check, but it wasn't producing figs. Some people look the part, but they don't live the part. Listen, God is not looking for you to just look the part. God is looking for you to live the part. Put in the chat, I will live the part, not just look the part. And so God is, is invested in us and God wants us to do something with that investment. God wants to see several things from us. God wants to see souls saved. If you're born again, and if God has been good to you, and you're born again, and you know that you're not going to hell, God wants you to tell people about that. How did you get born again? How did people minister to you? How, how did you come to the point where you gave your life to Jesus, right? Like, uh, uh, there's been a lot of um, uh, spotlight on Deion Sanders' primetime here recently, but one of the things that I love is that because all, all of this attention is on prime, now people are looking at all these videos online, and one of the videos online that people keep resharing is him telling people, and listen, I tried money. I tried fame. I tried the glitz. I tried the glamour. I tried the women. I tried the sex. I tried all this stuff and I never found peace until I tried Jesus. And so Jesus, it wasn't until I gave Jesus my life that I found peace. And so I, I discovered my purpose when I discovered Jesus. And so he's able to tell that story. You have a story to tell. Just tell your story and tell it. And listen, you don't have to quote scripture from Genesis or Revelation. Just tell your story. Just explain how it is that you came to God. God is looking for you to help other people come to him. God is looking for you to be discipled so that you can help disciple other people. God is looking for you to be an agent of change as it relates to his kingdom plans and purposes. God is looking for you to be productive on the earth. God's expectation for productive uh, production is not based in your works. It's just based on his grace. God has given you grace. God has given you purpose and potential. God placed stuff inside of you from the foundations of the world. and God just wants to get it out. Our productivity is not about accumulating things. It's about being who it is that God has called us to be so that we can develop that character that God wants us to have so that we can be an example of his righteousness and his kingdom product productivity in the world. People want people in this world, they're looking for, for the truth. And God wants you to be an example of this truth 
by just yielding yourself unto him, being honest about how you gave your life to Christ, being honest about what changes made in your life, and then living in a way that is consistent. The reason why people come to me and when they need prayer or whatever is because my audio matches my video. So if you're one of those people where your audio don't match your video, nobody's going to come to you because you're inconsistent. You're incongruent. There's no integrity. You're not fully integrated. But when your audio matches your video, if you like the reason why, let me just say this before I move on to my third point. The reason why people ask me, hey, Brother Pina, um, how is it? Like, I've had many people say to me in corporate America, hey, can I talk to you for a minute, Rick? Yeah. Uh, hey, I'm a Christian too, but I, I don't know, man. It seems like you're bold with your faith. I've never seen anybody in our industry talk about Jesus on LinkedIn. Like on Facebook, yeah, Instagram, yeah. But you post stuff about Jesus on LinkedIn. I've never seen that. Like you, you like you're you talk about Jesus and you're not ashamed, even at work. I've never seen that. The reason why I believe I've never had a problem. I've prayed for generals, I've prayed for privates, I've prayed for every one of my bosses. A lot of times we prayed in the office with them over the whatever. I was always ministering to, to whoever I was serving. And the reason why I always had that license to do so is because my audio matches my video, right? I mean, so so I'm convinced that if I was a person that professed Christ Jesus, but then people saw me when I was TDY, when I was on travel, sleeping around or drinking or living in a way that was inconsistent with what I was saying, then people would have a problem with me. Yet I've seen a lot of people say, oh, I don't like that. Don't be talking about, you know, why? Because they're inconsistent. But because I've always been consistent, I'm just the same dude every day. And people could see that, hey, well, Rick, whether they believe in Jesus or not, they know that I believe it and they respect that. People will respect you when you are being your authentic self. Say amen to that. Okay. Number three is, is I'm already teaching on this, but I'm going to flow in the same vein. Number three is God is looking for consistency. So listen, I'm going to be honest with you. I'm not a lot of things. I was never the tallest or the strongest, right? I, I don't, you know, people say I'm smart. I, I know that I'm not the smartest. I'm not a lot of things, but one thing I am is consistent, right? Years ago, one of my bosses said to me, back when we had, back when we had Blackberries, remember when we had Blackberries? He said to me, I came to work in the Pentagon and he said, um, Chief, one thing I know about you is that my Blackberry is going to buzz, it's going gonna, it's gonna to vibrate at 7 a.m. He said, I'm going to be honest with you. I don't read today's word every day. Sometimes I read it, sometimes I don't. But whether I read it or not, when I'm laying in the bed and that Blackberry goes, Zzz, at least I know that's Rick Pena. He said, your consistency preaches volumes. Whether I read it or not, that consistency preaches volumes. And so God is just looking for consistency. God is looking for you to just be the same person day in and day out. I've already told you that I believe because the tree was a full-grown tree. I believe that this tree was moved. It didn't grow in three years. I mean, I believe that it was moved from an orchard to this vineyard. And while the location changed, the expectation of the owner did not. 
God is looking for consistency. God wants to know that if your external circumstances change, that you're still going to be consistent. God wants to know that if your conditions, the conditions around you change, that you're still going to be consistent. God wants to know that if I send you over here to another work environment, or if I connect you to another, uh, you know, basically, if everything around you shifts and I place you over here and it gets worse before it gets better, will you be consistent? He came looking for figs no matter what. The environment changed, but his expectation did not. God wants to know that you are going to be consistent, that you are going to be anchored in God's unchanging nature, that you are going to be anchored in God's unchanging promises. Consistency is what God is looking for from you. God is looking. God is checking in on you. God wants to know, are you going to be consistent? Listen, things are going to happen in life. You're going to be, there will be times and seasons. There will be seasons where you're going through stuff that you don't like. There are going to be seasons where you're in environments that you're uncomfortable with. There are going to be seasons where you're like, God, I don't even like, I don't want to be here. Like, why'd you put me here? But God wants to know that despite all of that, you're still going to come and be consistent, that you're still going to produce fruit, even though you may not like the conditions that you're dealing with, that you're not going to be moved by external circumstances and you will not be moved by feelings. Put this in the chat. I will not be moved by circumstances and I will not be moved by feelings. So what happened in this parable, I believe, is that the fig tree shut down because it was placed in a vineyard. God wants to know that you are not going to shut down because of the circumstances, and you're not going to shut down because of your feelings, that you are not going to shut down because of anything. If the devil knows that you will shut down when you don't like something, you will be easily manipulated because he knows how to manipulate your circumstances, the circumstances around you. So don't allow yourself to be susceptible to Satan. You got to be consistent day in and day out. Let me close with this question. Can God trust you? Can he? Put in the chat. Yes. Put in the chat. God can trust me. Let's close this message out with a declaration of faith. I told you four was too much. I had four points. I could only give you three. I'm going to give you the other one tomorrow. Say this. Say, Father, this is a season of refreshing and restoring for me. I boldly declare that you are looking for me to be productive, not just busy. And I declare that I will. I commit to being a fruitful branch because I'm abiding in the vine, which is Jesus Christ himself. My life will produce fruit that aligns with your kingdom. I embrace the grace to be productive in every area of my life. I ensure that my actions, my decisions, and my lifestyle all bring glory to your name. I recognize that your call on my life requires consistency. So I will not allow external conditions or internal feelings to keep me from being consistent. My life will produce regardless of my circumstances. Even in the midst of challenges and changes, my life will bear fruit. Living this way, I know greater is coming for me. I declare this by faith in Jesus' name. Amen. This is today's word. Tomorrow, I'm going to have another one. So please apply it and prosper. If you're not getting these messages, please go to todaysword.org. Click on the big red subscribe button, put in your email address. You're going to get all my notes in your email inbox every day. 
for free. So listen, you should want my notes. You get them for free, sign up. And so I need you to do a couple of things. First of all, if you haven't subscribed to the YouTube channel, just do it right now. Subscribe to youtube.com forward slash Rick Pena. Subscribe to the channel. Number two, leave me some comments in the chat if this message was a blessing to you. And then number three, share this message right now on your social media, on your timeline, and with your friends. Can God trust you? The answer is, by faith anyway, is yes. Say, God can trust me. I'll see you tomorrow morning. God bless you. If you enjoyed this content and you would like to know more about our ministry or you would like to partner with us in what we're doing in the Caribbean, being a blessing to Haitian children in the Dominican Republic, then please go to ripministries.org. You'll be able to find out more information there. And if you'd like to make a donation, all the donations are tax deductible in the United States. A few months ago, the Lord impressed it upon my heart to set up a coaching and mentorship program. And Isabella and I set that up. And so now we make ourselves available on three different levels for those that want access to us and to learn things about maximizing your potential, increasing your personal productivity and fulfilling your life's purpose. If you're interested in that, go to patreon.com forward slash Rick Pena. And then lastly, the Lord impressed it upon my heart to write several books and journals to help people grow in grace and in the knowledge of our Lord Jesus Christ. Please go to rickpina.co if you don't have our material, and there's also apparel there as well. Listen, thank you for being a blessing to us. We pray that our ministry will continue to be a blessing to you.